Have you ever heard someone say, hey, what is your IQ? And you actually knew what IQ stood for? Hi, I'm Dr. Robert Rome. Today, we're going to be talking about how letters that are put together in a certain manner affect our thinking. You're going to really enjoy this. Welcome to Becoming Wiser with Dr. Robert A. Rome, author and world-renowned public speaker as he shares stories involving his experiences and lessons learned in a good-spirited, positive, and fun way. Here's Dr. Robert A. Rome. Okay, so we talk about letters that are put together that affect our thinking. I'm going to throw out a few, see if you can figure them out, and of course, I'll give you the answers as we go along. I started out with IQ. Most people know that's your intelligent quotient. It's a number that researchers and educators have tried to find out to get a ballpark as to how a person can learn. Research shows that 90 to 110 in your IQ is average. If it's a little bit lower than that, you might be called educable, mentally retarded, EMR. That's a phrase that's used in education. If it's higher than that, of course, you may be called a genius. Most of us saw the movie Forrest Gump, where the school administrator told Mrs. Gump, Forrest Gump's mother, that he was just below the line in being able to come to a quote-unquote normal, regular school. Well, I don't really put a lot of weight in IQ because I am a big believer that it's your attitude, not your aptitude that determines your altitude in life, that you're, it's important that you're smart, but I think anybody, don't miss this, anybody can learn anything if they'll take the time, effort, and energy to do it. It just requires effort to learn things. Sometimes you have to learn a new language. Sometimes you have to learn new math skills. Sometimes you have to learn new policies and procedures to work effectively in a job. So that's just part of life. So I know you say, let's get on with the test. Okay. We did IQ. That's your intelligent quotient. Next one, EQ. Do you know what EQ stands for? EQ stands for emotional quotient. Emotional quotient is something that researchers have been trying to figure out so they can see how emotionally well a person is. That's a little bit harder to measure because it's more subjective. I want to be an emotionally well person. You can tell an emotionally unwell person because they are very reactionary. If things don't go their way, You've seen the child in the grocery store that lays down in the floor and has a tantrum kicking his or her feet when they don't get their way. I'll never forget one day I was in a grocery store and this mother was in there with probably about a six-year-old child. This child was a terror. I mean, he was threatening his mother with everything to get him some chocolate chip cookies. And he was having a fit. Thank goodness, I should have videoed this. This was before the days of phones and video. She just went on about her way like nothing was bothering her at all. She just was buying groceries and got to the end of the aisle. I'll never forget. So she, he's in the floor kicking his feet, screaming, I wasn't talking to you. He's having a tantrum, as we say. His mother 
got to the end of that row, turned, and, and was gone. She basically was doing a U-turn to go down the next aisle at the grocery store. So I saw this, and it was my opportunity to go into action. So I walked over, and I stood beside him while he was having this tantrum, kicking his feet, stammering his hands, slamming his hands on the ground, screaming, I want some chocolate chip cookies. And he opened his eyes, and he saw me. (laughs) He saw me looking at him, and he looked like, oh, brother, who are you? And his mother was gone, and I looked at him, and I simply said, it's not working, is it? (laughs) So all I said, I wasn't ugly, mean, or hateful. I just said, it's not working, is it? He stood up, dusted himself off like he had dirt on his clothes from being laying on the floor in the grocery store. And he I'll never hear I'll never forget what he said under his breath. He said, Good grief. <laughs> That's one of my favorite experiences in life. Thank goodness his mother understood. I don't operate on the basis of your tantrums trying to threaten me in a grocery store to get you some chocolate chip cookies. Well, that's EQ. That's not IQ. That's EQ, having a strong. His mother was a very, she had a very high EQ. She did not react. She did not threaten. She just went grocery shopping. And unfortunately, she had a little challenge on her hand. All right, let's keep going. Here's your next one. You ready? E-O-D. E-O-D. Now, if you're younger, you may not know this one. If you're older, That's end of day. Sometimes you get an email or a text message that we have to have this finished, EOD. Someone receiving that in the business world would know, wow, this is time sensitive. I have to know that by the end of the day. All right, here's a good one. I'm going to do an easy one for you now. (laughs) LOL. LOL. Well, everybody knows that's laughing out loud. That's a way to communicate to someone. You made me laugh, and I'm laughing right now. I'm laughing out loud. You can't hear me because you're on the other end of this email or this text message, but I'm laughing right now. How about this one? Here's a simple one, ASAP. All right, you should know that's as soon as possible. As soon as I'm going somewhere with this. I'm just giving you a warm-up, ASAP, as soon as possible. All right, here's one in the business world again for maybe a little bit older adults, but you children, if you're listening or teen, I'm so grateful I get so many comments. We, our children love your broadcast. The reason your children love these podcasts is because I'm just a grown child myself. All right, here's one. You ready? BHAG. Man, this is a BHAG. BHAG is spelled B-H-A-G, and it stands for Big, Hairy, Audacious Goal. That means this is bigger than anything I've ever tried in my life. I'm going out for the varsity team. I'm going out for the volleyball team. I'm going out for the basketball team. I've never made it. I might get cut. Hey, don't feel bad. Michael Jordan got cut from his high school team in the 10th grade. Coach told him he wasn't good enough to make the team. Well, he might not have been at 15 or 16. But after that, he developed his skills, and he did pretty good in basketball, I'd say. But most of us measure greatness in basketball by Michael Jordan. So have a big, hairy, audacious goal in your life, something that's bigger than you. All right, a couple more, then we're going to get to the main thing I want to share with you. Don't leave this one. This is the one that's going to change your life. A couple more real quick, airport codes, airport codes. What does ATL stand for? 
Well, most of you should know. Well, ATL, that's Atlanta. That's my code that I use because I live in Atlanta and fly out of ATL the most. How about this one? I'll give you an easy one. DFW. DFW. Well, you should know. Well, that's Dallas-Fort Worth. That's in Texas. That's How about this? LAX. Los Angeles International Airport. How about this one? MIA. It doesn't stand for missing in action. It stands for Miami, Miami, Florida. So every airport, whether you know it or not, has a three-digit code. Now, some of those in Canada, if for all of my Canadian friends who I love and may be on this call, uh, YYZ, <laughs> that's, that's for Toronto Airport. Now, I'm not sure how every airport got its three-digit or three-letter code. Y, Y, Z. I'm not really sure how someone figured out Toronto, Canada in that regards. But nevertheless, letters do have meaning. All right, enough of all that. Let's get into the meat. I just want to share one more new acronym with you, and it's called M-A-T, MAT. Have you ever heard, I'm not willing to go to the mat over this? That means I'm not willing to fight about it. Well, I'm going to tell you something today that you should be willing to go to the mat over because these are the three significant letters for your future success. Let's look at each one. M is your motivation. Do you, do you have a motivation in your life? What, what are you all about? Do you just want to lay in bed and watch TV and eat all day long? That's not a very motivated person. Zig Ziglar and I were talking about this one day, and I said, Zig, do you know the truth of the matter is you're the greatest motivator of all time. However, I think everybody's already motivated. He laughed. He said, yeah, to do exactly what they want to do. That's very true. Everybody already is motivated to some degree. Here's what I want to ask you. What are you motivated to do? Do you want to have a better life? Do you want to make more money? Do you want to have better relationships? Do you want to grow in your spiritual life? That's your motivation. I cannot reach inside of you and flip the motivation switch. I don't have that kind of power. See, motivation comes from within. I realize that we can be motivated externally. If the room catches on fire, you're going to be motivated to get out of the room. I, I get it. I understand that. But I just mean in general, what, what is your biggest motivation for, for somebody who is a spiritual person, it may be to please God. For someone who's a business-minded person, it might be to make a, a, an incredibly amount of money. Someone who's relationally oriented or motivated, it may be to be a better husband, wife, or son, or daughter, or mom, or dad. Your motivation, you need to get, I know what motivates me. and But I, the question is, do you know what motivates you? Because Rather than me sharing what motivates me, there are a lot of things that motivate me. You need to find out what motivates you. I would say that just money is a motivator, but it's a poor one because there are things more important than money. If it's food, that's a poor one because you're going to get hungry again. Ask yourself. Maybe get alone and say, what really motivates me? And get focused on that. These are worth going to the mat over the second one. You would have guessed the, the, the second one. It's the letter A. It's your attitude. I mentioned it earlier. It's your attitude, not your aptitude, that determines your altitude in life. Have a good attitude. You are the only person that controls your attitude. Almighty God will not interfere with your attitude. 
When things go wrong, don't go with them. Winston Churchill once said, if you're going through hell, keep going. That's the way to live your life. Attitude is paramount because you are in control of it. If your mom or dad or brother or sister do, or you know, someone in your, your school teacher doesn't do some, something you like, don't fall apart. Just recognize this is part of life. My attitude is just that. It's my attitude. And if someone does something that I don't like or someone does something you don't like, take a deep breath, keep your mouth shut, and keep it to yourself and realize, well, I can still have a good attitude. I can still smile. I can still go on about my life without someone destroying me. Wow, it's your attitude. I can't say enough about that, but we will on many of these podcasts. The third one, what do you go to the mat over? Now, this one's a tricky one. Not everybody has this one. First one, of course, is what motivates you. The second one is what's your attitude? You get to choose it. Here's the T. Are you ready? What is the T? Are you teachable? Are you teachable? I'm going to say something strong. Most people I know are not teachable. I already know that. Oh, no, you don't need to explain that to me. I already know it. One of the qualifications for greatness is, are you teachable? Can tell anybody tell you something that you don't go, oh, I already know that. Can anyone say something to you and go, you don't respond with, you don't tell me anything. I got news for you. I have five college degrees, and yet I learn things from my grandchildren every time I'm with them. I say things like, wow, I didn't know that. That is so, can you help me with my phone? Can you help me with my email? Can you show me how to do this? You see, I want to be a teachable person. I learned that from Zig Ziglar. I learned that from Charles Stanley. These are two men, great men, that are both gone on to heaven. Zig Ziglar used to tell me stories he learned from people who had come to get his car unstuck in the Texas muck, dirt, he learned things from straggly teenage kids who drove a pickup truck or a tow truck. Yeah, you would have thought the great Zig Ziglar couldn't learn from a teenager driving a tow truck. Boy, he learned a lot. Dr. Stanley came to Dallas Seminary when I was there. He'd sit on the first row, raise his hand, and ask questions from Bible scholars. See, Dr. Stanley was a pastor. He was not a what we would consider a Bible scholar or teacher. He was more of a pastor. So when he got to seminary, he was like a child in a candy shop, wanting professors who had devoted their whole life to Greek and Hebrew and uh, uh, church history. He was just a child asking questions. I watched him, and I thought, that's why he's a great man. He's teachable. I want to say something kind of strong. Every one of us can grow in this area. Don't be a know-it-all. Don't be a I don't need anybody tell me anything kind of person. You're only hurting yourself. You're cutting off your nose to spite your face. Everybody on the planet knows something I don't know. Therefore, when I'm interacting with them, I think they're my teacher. I can learn from them. And that has served me well. So today you learned a lot of letters. 
and what they stood for. And really, the only thing I wanted to share with you is what are you willing to go to the mat over? Because I want to tell you something in business, in spiritual life, in family life, in personal growth and development, going to the mat is worth you being a motivated person. No one has to beg you to do the next right thing. No one has to beg you to show up, to do your job, to work hard, to come in a little early, to stay a little late, to have a kind word to another person. That's your motivation. To have a great attitude and to realize I'm in full control of my attitude. I have learned to keep my mouth shut and I have learned to only say things that are good and uplifting. I don't talk about other people behind their back. I encourage people. And if it's bad or harsh and I need to deal with it, deal with it appropriately alone in a spirit of, you know, I'm not perfect myself. There's just something we need to work on to get through together. That's your attitude. And then the T again is be teachable. Are you reading books and learning from others that are ahead of you? Maybe you're down the road. They may not be smarter than you. They may not be greater than you. They, not, they may not be wealthier than you or more wonderful than you, but they may, it might be older than you or have more experience than you. Learn from other people. I'm so grateful for my teachers, and I look forward to meeting my next teachers as I interact with them today and in the future. I hope today's podcast has been helpful. Learn what letters stand for. You will be the winner for it. Thank you so much. I look forward to our next time together. God bless you. For more information about this podcast, please visit www.becomingwiserpodcast.com.